Welcome back into another episode of Behind the Bench with Carter Eckle. This is episode 58. I'm your host, Carter E., joined as always by my producer, Jeff Mulvihill Jr. Jeff, we're not sitting across the table from each other. You are out on a uh, little bit of a family trip, something I could not escape to this winter break. Uh, I promise I'm not trying to make this about me, but uh, how, are, how are things with you? How is, how is your holiday season? How is your new year? How are, uh, how's, how's the family? Good. And in all honesty, we had no clue that we were going to get a foot of snow at home. So we were like, okay, we're going. Didn't have anything to do. And then we're looking back going, it's not a foot. That's nuts. <laughs> Thankfully, I don't, have to, I don't have to shovel it. So but yeah, everything's good. We're actually, uh, interestingly enough, I am podcasting from the same exact chair as we did a year ago this time when we were out of town as well so we decided to come back to the same place so who knows let's see yeah i got (laughs) yeah right 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 i got caught up in the southwest fiasco um hopefully i mean i know you guys are driving so hopefully you guys don't have any any fiascos of your own um but we'll keep this keep this episode a little bit on the shorter side i know everybody's everybody's got holiday seasons but try to give you something for for your eardrums in case you know you're still trying to avoid talking to family which i know some of us some of us do sometimes so uh this 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 week this episode got gonna run through uh some of the best prep sports moments from 2022 so january 2022 to december 2022 that way we can get all of our uh winter spring and fall sports eligible for our best of prep sports 2022 this is a story that is already out online by the time you were listening to this um it was in this past weekend's newspaper so if you want to read the print version that is available through um the saturday edition of the nevada appeal try to include everybody actually we did include everybody I didn't try to include everybody got all four of our coverage area teams in this list jeff where do you want to start? Because I think I got a pretty good idea what... Also, this list was not put together in any particular order, but if there is a moment that stands out to me, I got one. Do you do you have any guesses as to what that top top one might be? I'm old, Carter. I have a bad memory. Oh, it's Douglas Boys Basketball dropping a uh, regional title banner on everybody and doing so at Carson High School after setting a record for most three-pointers in a game. You know, it's funny that you say that because you know my feeling about that gym being the best in the North State. And I I just get goosebumps when you start talking about it just because that place is so cool and we're going back there for the next season. But yeah, that night was unbelievable. Yeah, Douglas took down Spanish Springs 54-43. They went 12-1 and over their final 13 games of the year. For anybody who forgot, I mean, that team, that team started to have... And this is what I wrote in the story. This team, that team started to have that feel around it. You know, like it's, there's not a word for it. There's not like a, you can't say, you know, I, I hate the term momentum when it comes to sports. That's uh, not my opinion. It is one that somebody argued very well. And I just followed that line of logic. Um, it works in science. I believe in momentum for science, for sports, not so much. Uh, however, they, they got when they got rolling they were they were tough to stop obviously you have you know case and Boggs who won player of the year Chris Smalley took home first team all region honors you had JC Reed who's back this year he was a second team all region guard Dakota Jones also got honorable mention as a guard as a senior there I mean some huge contributions from you know guys like Caden Thacker who was a freshman last year uh sharpshooter Thomas McDowell a couple of big guys on the inside between Chris Myers Theo Reed and and Jack Tolbert. 
You know, they took down Minogue in the regional semifinal at Minogue. So that was when they knew they were going to state. But there was no lull in uh, the way they played going into that regional final game, at least not that I recall. Uh, maybe it was early on, but they they certainly uh, held held Spanish Springs at bay the, the rest of the way there. And to, to win a regional title at your rival's gym and by 11 points over the presumptive favorite, if you will, I put that in air quotes for everybody not on the video side of things, which is nobody. But what a remarkable run that was. And, uh, you know, I'm not really concerned about the uh, the state the state tournament performance. I think uh, that is a debate that we're having in a very different area right now. I think Douglas boys basketball was the first thing that came to mind when I thought of uh, the best moments of this prep sports year. I think they were so fun to watch, too. People were turning out because it was actually very entertaining uh the kids yeah. are having a great time on the court and it was just fun to watch and it's a it, i mean they're still playing a very similar brand of basketball they obviously don't have uh the same players but you know you or they have some of the same players but um you look at what they do and the way they play defense i mean they still want to still want to pressure you with with traps and uh then get the ball and go score quickly. And that hasn't changed. That philosophy probably won't change. I mean, Corey Thacker has been the head coach there since 2007. So that is, that is just probably the, the MO of Douglas basketball more than anything else. And, um, you know, like I said, they got some returning pieces from, from that team, uh, that 2021, 2022 team, but man, honestly, the other reason it was probably first in my head is because they just hung a banner. Yeah. So I was at that, that game on the 23rd and uh, where they, they got their banner. Uh, I guess it is not literally hung yet, but they do. You know, It'll be you quick. got, you get the idea. It'll be up quick. Uh, yeah. The second one, and this is no shade to the Douglas girls basketball program who we will touch on. But the second one that came to mind in the year of the tiger, as some people were saying was of course the Douglas high girls golf team winning their second straight class 3a state golf title they did so on their home course too how do i put this uh 3a is going to be happy to see them gone that's that's (laughs) i think the best way i can i can put that that's how dominant they were um they may even dominate at 5a this this coming fall here in in uh what would that be i guess 2023 fall now that it is 2023 but yeah, I mean, boy, oh boy, they think they won by, you know, something 70, something 80, something shots. Um, it was just an absolute a beat down. It was 89 strokes over two days. It was their 15th consecutive meet one as a team in the last two years. So it's just just kind of remarkable. Gianna Zinke won the individual crown. I believe she's only a sophomore. Uh, Abby Miller was fourth. Abigail Desch and Madison Frisbee were right behind her in sixth and seventh. It's really just an overall team performance. They were by far and away the the best team in 3A this year. I think that kind of goes without saying. And uh, yeah, I mean, it was pretty obvious from talking to them how much work they had put in. This wasn't this wasn't one of those things where you know, oh, we're coming off a state title, so we're gonna you know skate and breeze through for our our second one. They they improved that gap. That guy got bigger from their first their first title to their second title, and it's pretty fair to say they've put Douglas high girls golf on the map because they were telling me after they won their first title that nobody really knew what was going on. And then coming into that second title, a lot of conversation being had in the week or two leading up to, uh, to that state tournament and about what, what could happen. And uh, they didn't disappoint. That's for sure. So another, another banner uh, to be, 
to be hung there. It is one they've already received as well, but it is not currently hanging. Um, from talking to Douglas A.D., John Glover, they are, uh, I believe, looking for new spots to hang banners in the yeah, gym. They've got three space. rows already. They got three rows already filled out. They've been talking about putting it on the other side. We'll see. We'll see what happens there. Uh, it sounds like the other side of the, the gym is the, the way to go. But congrats to those teams for being able to put banners on uh, new rows, if you will. Um, well, it's pretty it, cool. It's such an accomplishment, I think, for a team like that. Because you got to consider there's a foot of snow on the ground right now. And you're not playing golf for a couple of weeks. Uh, at best if we get some really warm weather and melt all that off so for them to have such a shortened kind of a playable year i'll call it that's remarkable yeah and it's 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 funny the difference or lack thereof between the boys and girls seasons in fall and in spring because obviously the girl season you start in fall and you're coming out of summer where it's warm and typically and um you know i'm sure it's windy because it's always windy in nevada but it's at least warm um, but man, you start start dipping into winter and it's kind of the opposite for the boys where you start really cold and we'll we'll get to boys golf here. They're they're on the list because um, we did have a a regional champ um, on the boys side here in the spring of 2022. But uh, that will be a little later on in this episode. But yeah, it's it's kind of wild to to deal with all this Nevada weather and still be still be that good there. Um, like I said, it wasn't forgetting about the Douglas High girls basketball team. They put their stamp on the state tournament as well. Uh, they were second. They were the runner-up in the Class 5A girls regional final. They fell to Bishop Minot. Both teams lost in the first round of the state tournament, which is the semifinals, um, before you know Centennial went on to win its, what, seventh straight state title or whatever it is. <laughs> But a a team that didn't let anything overshadow them from throughout the season, you know, they finished with an eighteen and nine record. They had you know two two first team uh, all excuse me first team all region player and Candon Miller, uh, two second team all region players and Addie Dore and uh, Riley Mello as well. A nine point win over Damani Ranch at Damani Ranch was the one that solidified them into the the state tournament. Um, I was was at that game. Uh, this past winter, and uh, it was a pretty remarkable season for for that Douglas Girls basketball team. Just really found uh, a brand of basketball they were comfortable with, a style that they could they could really work with and uh, put to good use. My goodness, they they really found a way to to just beat most teams when it when it counted, and uh, they did just that, going eighteen and nine and getting a spot into the final four for the. Douglas High girls basketball team. Let me make sure I don't have any anything else Douglas on here before we. Oh, I do. That's right. We got another regional crown. Douglas High softball picked one up in the spring of 2022. Rather impressive one. They played Spanish Spring something like six times over the course of the season, but beat them in the regional final when it mattered most. Of course, you have Talia Tretton taking co-player of the year uh, with Douglas alongside. Uh, Spanish Spring pitcher Haley McLean. Mackenzie Willis was your Class 5A pitcher of the year in the North. Um, and again, this is, like, you know, I can only talk about so many things at once, but the pitching for the Tigers was just absolutely phenomenal. Uh, Douglas won a perfect 11-0 in April before finishing the year 38-1. They were one win away from state title, and Green Valley was able to, to mount a little bit of a comeback there to win that one. 
but uh, you know, a pretty loaded roster. First team selections in Emma Stagliano, Haley Wilkinson, Riley Blair, uh, Ava Delaney, and Eva McNinch were both second team all region players. Bree Williams, Zora Simpson picked up honorable mentions as well. Uh, that team's probably not going to fall off too far. They're going to be missing some pieces from from that team for sure this this coming spring. But was a really fun team to watch this this past spring, and no doubt will be fun again to watch in the spring of 2023 as they make another run at a state title. Make I'm careful here to make sure I'm not skipping anything as I kind of go out of order on my list here. Um, I would be remiss if I didn't talk about Sierra Lutheran Volleyball. They made their first state tournament for the first time in 11 years. Uh, that actually wasn't too long ago. That was this past November, so fall of 2022. They were able to advance through the regional semifinal before falling to Smith Valley uh, there. So obviously you just need to win in that. It was a sweep in that regional semifinal to make uh, the state tournament here in Nevada, and they were able to do so. Uh, led the way from uh, Francesca Antonucci and Jade Chapman. They were two big pieces as well as uh, senior captain Michaela Christensen. Uh, Sam Stain, I believe is how you say her last name. You'll you'll hear more from this year. She's she's a on the uh, Falcon girl ba- girls basketball team and a pretty big part of that as well. But pretty cool scene, uh, not only for the Falcons to clinch their first state title in 11 years, but to do so on their home floor was a pretty cool moment for the prep sports scene here in our coverage area. Of course, I have to talk about Carson now at this point the with the girls cross country team winning a state title again, something that happened uh, this fall of 2022. So not terribly long ago, something you've heard us talk about here on the podcast, no doubt about it. But a really young team that knew they were all pretty competitive, had done the math heading into state, and were all pretty aware of what was potentially uh, at stake. And that didn't didn't slow anybody down. Uh, you know, they may have been nervous, but it certainly doesn't show when when uh, you do all the math beforehand and you finish right where you you thought you were. And man, take you know what was it six of the top. 17 that's that's how you lock up a uh, a state title there and that's certainly what they did and they did it almost entirely with freshmen and sophomores so a lot to be excited about for the senator girls cross-country team there and uh, a huge moment for for prep sports um for the senators there it's the first carson high girls cross-country title in 11 years but a sport that uh overall for the senators has been very impressive just in the history of, of Carson High School, I would say cross country is arguably uh, the top sport for Carson High over the, the span of at least the record books I've looked at as far as uh, state titles and regional championships and, and whatnot there. Um, Jeff, of course, we got to talk about Carson High girls soccer. They made the postseason for the first time since 2016. Uh, those seniors, you know, assuming they played three years of varsity, only had 10 wins total going into the to this year, obviously, one of those seasons was shortened due to the pandemic. But with only ten wins in three years, this fall went eleven seven and two, um, and made the postseason for the first time in six years. They also got a home game against Galena. Obviously, that didn't go the way they would have liked, but a really much improved uh, Carson High girls soccer team this year. And I'm sure that's that's something that that you could see, you know, pretty early on in the season that that was going to be it was going to be a different looking team this fall. Jeff, what kind of impressed you the most about uh, that Carson High girls soccer team. Obviously, 
Uh, you know, I know we've had this conversation about Gracie Walt playing midfield and winning defensive player of the year. Uh, but that does not, does not mean to detract from her, her defensive skills more than just her position on the, on the field. I mean, what, I guess what kind of stood out to you the most for, for this team this season and what you think led to that, that, uh, impressive 11 win tally. High school soccer is a little different in the fact that, you know, with football, with basketball, there's not really a club team that you go play somewhere else. But with soccer, you look down the all-league list, those girls all play club. They play somewhere else. They play when they're not playing high school, They're play, and some of them are playing during the high school season as well. So, you know, they play year-round, and that really matters. And those girls that, you know, you, you run down that list of, of varsity seniors that have played, you know, some of them four years, they're all playing club. You know, someone like Lena that had to come back from an injury, she had a great season. They've played together for quite a few years, and that really shows. I mean, they're, they're, they may not be the best buddies in the world, but they're all friends. They're friendly with each other. The team had good dynamics. They were happy to be out there, and that really that matters. And you can take a team that, historically speaking, like you just said, only had a certain number of wins over the last few years, and... It, it all starts to gel and it, it happens. So, you know, hopefully they're losing a bunch of kids. They're losing eight seniors. And right, right. Uh, quite a few of those were starters for almost every game. And that that's going to hurt. But hopefully the, the younger kids have seen what can happen. And uh, somebody's going to take the bull by the horns and lead this coming season. Yeah, yeah. But a good way for those those seniors to go out there for... Uh, the senators and you know I think jumping into you know kind of categorically different changes around probably not only team chemistry as you alluded to with the girls soccer team Jeff but just um, an overall environment as we saw uh, two teams from two different schools who were under coaches not in their first year but still I guess relatively new to the program uh, starting with Carson High Volleyball and uh, they went from I believe it was three and 14 to an 18 and 11 year from one year to the next. Um, that I think the most significant change probably came up front where Sarah Miller and Anna Turner both picked up uh, all region honors. Uh, they also had freshman Abby Franco who didn't, uh, didn't get any postseason honors, but uh, was a pretty obvious uh, staple up front. She had 142 kills. Senior Riley Kolsch, who was the setter for the Senators, was an all-region selection as well at honorable mention. Uh, Brittany Witter, who started in 2021 for that 3-14 and 14 season, won Coach of the Year honors with that turnaround. Um, you know, Carson makes the playoffs, probably doesn't fall to Douglas in straight sets, not the way they wanted to go out, but still to have a 15-win difference from one season to the next. I mean, yeah, sure. Talent, jump, absolutely. But I, I think what you said is very important at the high school level and maybe not talked about enough because in the pros, team chemistry is kind of more of a cliche. But I think it's huge at the, the high school level and the prep sports level just because of, um, as we've seen, how, how quickly things can diminish when, when that team chemistry isn't there as opposed to maybe not necessarily the growth you see with it, but at least it's not declining. Well, we, we talked about it during the year on a past podcast. I, I actually told Brittany, I said, the team was fun to watch last night because they looked like they were enjoying being out there. And it mattered. It really mattered this year. 
Yeah, and speaking of another team that had quite the turnaround, got to flip over to Douglas High Boys Baseball from the spring of 2022. They went from 4 and 16 in 2021 to 25 and 8 this past spring. Uh, they pretty much took everybody in the north by surprise there. Uh, they beat a nationally ranked Reno team in Minden, um, which really kind of, I don't want to say put them on the map, but maybe made everybody else aware of what they were capable of. Had solid players all over the diamond. You know, you got defensive player of the year at shortstop and Gabe Natividad, who's now a, you know, a college baseball player in his own right. Same with James Hubbard, who was a first team all region selection at pitcher. Uh, Keegan Snooks, who was a sophomore this past spring, will be a, is a junior now, had a great year. Um, he was a second-team all-region pitcher as well. Adam Ashton Davenport and Gabe Foster, who were also second-team all-region selections. Head coach Ryan Gonzalez was co-coach of the year alongside Reno's Pete Savage. I mean, the the two turnarounds from, from these two teams, while being completely different, volleyball, baseball, not saying a lot, but I mean – it was truly something special to see the turnarounds from these two teams. And like I said, they, they both had bigger playoff aspirations, but I mean, that's the kind of thing. These are the kind of win loss changes that can change a program. And you start, it starts those, those six seventh graders who maybe hadn't heard about volleyball before, hadn't really considered baseball, you know, winning, winning matters. That's dumb and simple, but like it, it does. You it can't brings, just lose all the time and expect to expect to keep turnout. You yeah. gotta you gotta show some success. Yeah, it brings positive energy to the to the town and to the, especially. In, I mean, I think Reno can get a little clouded because there's a lot of high schools and oh yeah, they're from so and so. Where we're at, just like you said, the younger kids are watching. They're at those games. They're coming to those games because they're winning and they're having a good time. And same thing with that baseball team. I've known those kids for their whole baseball lives, and they were having fun. They were enjoying the game, and they had a great season and just bringing it every day. And that hopefully is infectious. I mean, the girls' softball team has been successful. The boys' baseball team, it's it's the same thing. It's, uh, volleyball, you know, all of those things that the town is watching. And I, I think it's fantastic. I mean, we've had a really good run with, with the schools in our area, fortunately. Yeah, and you know, I I didn't include Douglas High Volleyball in this list, but they did knock off Carson for their first uh, playoff win in a few years. Um, you know, I don't necessarily know if that one moment is, is worth a top 10 spot, but I will give them an honorable mention slot here uh, on the podcast while I'm thinking about them. Got two more for you before we let you go. Um, Lucas Taggart. It was the Carson High. Uh, it was a Carson was a senior for Carson High this year. He won the individual regional crown for boys golf this past spring. He was who I was alluding to a little bit earlier when we were talking about Douglas High girls golf. Carson High boys golf had a regional champion of its own right. Of course, Taggart is now golfing at the Colorado School of Mines following his regional title. But you mentioned weather. Boy, oh boy, those two days out for that regional, uh, the regional tournament at Dayton Valley were brutally cold and windy and nasty and uh, battled through it and battled through, uh, I believe he was down by one stroke going in the last two holes too. So a big finish there for Lucas Taggart. Congrats to him. He went on to take third at the state tournament as well. So not only was he the best in the North at regionals, he was the highest finisher for the North at state so was able to kind of prove that again, not that it needed to be proved the second time, but 
a pretty solid senior season for for Lucas Taggart, and congrats to him. That was a a big moment for for him and his family. I will finish it off with nothing other than Dayton baseball and volleyball both making runs to the state tournament, though both doing so in completely different ways. Uh, Dayton volleyball was able to uh, take the number one seed going into the 3A North Regional Tournament, where they kind of... uh, rolled to a regional crown and earned their first uh, state tournament appearance, I believe in the last six years from, well, yeah, first programs, first state tournament appearance in the last six years, they finished the year 26 and eight. Like I said, the one seed, pretty much the team to beat uh, this past fall. I know they lost to, to Elko a few times, which, which maybe didn't, didn't, uh, frighten them as much just kind of uh, looking around the scoreboard it maybe looked like they were maybe a little more beatable coming to that regional tournament obviously not they went on to uh, the state tournament there Dayton baseball however did not go into the regional tournament as the one seed they went into the regional tournament as the six seed uh, they ran into both the one and the two seeds didn't matter the dust devil baseball team knocked them both out in the consolation after losing in the first round uh, they finished the year 15 and 19, which on its face isn't great, but they went nine and one uh, down the home stretch of the regular season and into the regional tournament before falling uh, in the in the state tournament there. So quite the Cinderella run from Dust Devil Boys Baseball this past spring. That's really all I got for the best moments, uh, press prep sports moments of 2022. I'm sure I left something out. I'm sure there's something you disagree with. You're more than welcome to email me about it. Uh, but be nice. Jeez. Get some mean emails. Not really. Yeah, <laughs> nothing year, nothing huh? too crazy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'll never forget the email I got on Christmas day in my last job, but that's beside the point. Uh, it was a pretty fun season. I don't know about you. I mean, season, pretty fun year. Uh, a lot to talk about. It was a, it was an easy list to write, which is why I'm worried I forgot something because it turned into, I think, close to 3,000 words in no time. So, um, lot to lot to talk about. Every school's got got something buzzing around it, and of course, we're now in uh, a new season here in winter. But I have no doubts that something here coming up in the next month or two will probably make the best of prep sports for 2023. Uh, Jeff, anything else you want to add? Anything else that may have may have slipped my mind here. Um, otherwise I think that might, might do it for this episode. Yeah, no, I think it's, it's been a, it was a, it was a good year on the sports front and we had a lot of good, good and fun things to cover. So that's, that's always makes our job easier and better. Part of the reason why. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Of course, to our title sponsor today, double J auto in V in Gardnerville, check them out online at www.doublejautonv.com. You can find Jeff's work and photos online at instaimage.com. Of course, nevadapeel.com backslash news backslash sports is your place for our coverage here. Like I said, you can check out that entire story that we basically just recapped on uh, this episode of the podcast. But since Saturday's paper is online as this is hitting your eardrums and uh, that's going to do it for episode 58. Uh, Hopefully you all had a very nice entrance to 2023 and let's keep it going. Take it easy. Happy New Year.